Welcome, everybody, to part number two of episode seven right here on Broad Sports. As always, I'm your host, Kevin Cohn, and I am super excited to get back into this topic. As I stated in part one, I will be having three mini uploads that will all count for episode number seven. Each of these mini uploads will feature the return to play plans of the MLB, NBA, and NHL in the order of their returns. Part one was about the Major League Baseball return to play plan. Now, here's part number two. The second league to return is the NBA, the National Basketball Association. That's right, everybody. I am super excited that the NBA is finally going to be able to come back and play some games. As we know, the NBA season was suspended on March 11th after the night prior. They figured out that Utah Jazz players Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert both tested positive for COVID-19. Adam Silver was quick to suspend the season the next day with the hope to return. Now, we have finally got a date of return, folks. Next week, July 30th, 2020. Now, they have set it up where... Instead of taking all 30 teams back, as there are a couple teams that were already eliminated from playoff contention, they are taking 22 of the 30 NBA teams. And they will play in Orlando, Florida at the ESPN Worldwide of Sports Complex. Now, when you hear 22, you would think, oh, it's the top 11 in the West and then the top 11 in the East. That's not the case. They are taking the top 13 from the West, which if you don't know, the NBA is only 30 teams. So there's 15 teams on both sides. So that means every team on the West, except for the Minnesota Timberwolves and Golden State Warriors, will be heading to Orlando. And on the East, only the top nine. I think if you were going to set it up like that, you should have done the top 11 teams. I know they probably went off a record, but if you were going to go off standings, then you'd do the top 11. Now, I believe I said in the intro to episode number three that there would be a 10-game regular season. I'm going to correct myself as I've realized I've made a mistake. It is not a 10-game regular season. It is an eight-game regular season, which I think that's going to be a lot better, personally. Eight games, That's the competition is going to be a lot better, especially knowing that you invited teams that are currently not in the playoffs. So the intensity of the game will be up, even though some players will be cautious with social distancing guidelines and the spread of COVID-19. Oh, man, this is going to be – I'm just excited that we finally have pro sports back here in the United States. The first sports leagues to come back were the International Soccer League. Germany's Bundesliga was the first one to come back, and then the English Premier League followed soon after. The M- Major League Baseball was the first league to, quote-unquote, return to play when really they were actually starting up their season. For the NBA and the NHL, they are actually returning to play. 
They had already started their season. They were basically almost done their season. They were about three quarters of the way through their season when they had to stop playing. So now this is just a continuation into their season. Now, they've set it up where there is a bubble that the players are going to live in. And they have already had a couple issues. There was one issue where one player invited a girl over into the bubble. And then another player, I believe this player is on the Sacramento Kings. He broke the bubble to go get food. But it's not like he took a 20-minute Uber ride to go get food. He walked across the street from the bubble to go get food. And then has to quarantine for 10 days. I get it. You're really trying to stop the spread of COVID-19. Especially knowing how the numbers are spiking in Florida. Even though they did just release a statement to CDC. The numbers are not are not super high in Florida. As everyone thinks. As supposedly the CDC has also been counting pneumonia cases and flu cases as coronavirus cases. They're a little different, but there are similarities to each. But they're similar. That does not mean that they're exactly alike. Pneumonia is pneumonia, and influenza is influenza. It is not the coronavirus. Now, this is off NBA.com. They did a Q&A yesterday about how the season, or some things that you should expect for the season. Now, July, like I said, July 30th, which is a week from today, July 23rd, 2020, which is the date of this recording, it will be released early July 24th. That's when they will start back up playing. Now, my Philadelphia 76ers, we do not start playing until August 1st. They want the finals and no later than October 13th. I think that's a good date, especially knowing that they usually take about two months for not just the NBA, but also the NHL. They take about two months to finish up the playoffs, especially since every single series is the best of seven game series. So they take about two weeks to finish the series if you push them that long. So July 30th, like I said, is the starting date and they want to finish the finals no later than October 13th. And they want the NBA playoffs to begin Monday, August 17th, 2020. Now, like I said, 22 of the 30 NBA teams will be returning. In the Eastern Conference, they include the Milwaukee Bucks, Toronto Raptors, Boston Celtics, Miami Heat, Indiana Pacers, Philadelphia 76ers, Brooklyn Nets, the quote-unquote hometown Orlando Magic, and the Washington Wizards. On the Western Conference, it's the Los Angeles Lakers, the Los Angeles Clippers, the Denver Nuggets, the Utah Jazz, the Oklahoma City Thunder, the Houston Rockets, the Dallas Mavericks, the Memphis Grizzlies, the Portland Trailblazers, the New Orleans Pelicans, the Sacramento Kings, the San Antonio Spurs, and the Phoenix Suns. Now, I like a lot of these questions that I was reading on NBA.com. For example, what are seed? They are considering the idea of seeding games. And someone asked, what are the seeding games? According to NBA.com, they say the eight remaining games 
yeah, the eight remaining games, each returning team will play before the playoff will play before the playoffs begin. The games were selected from a team's regular remaining regular season matchups. Now, when I mean that July 30th is the starting date, that's when teams are going to be able to play other teams. Before then, they have already been in Orlando, Florida for about a week and a half to two weeks now, and they are allowed three inter-squad scrimmages before the continuation of the season begins. And they, like I said, they will be playing at the ESPN Worldwide Sports Complex at Walt Disney, near Walt Disney World in Orlando. And the venues, they include the arena, the field house, and the Visa Athletic Center inside the ESPN Worldwide Sports Complex. There will be no fans in attendance for the remainder of the season due to COVID-19 health protocols. There's no live audience and there's no tickets available. It's going to be a little weird to watch basketball with no fans, but at least the sport is coming back. There are a couple medical protocols that are going to go into effect. It says that the NBA has worked closely with infectious disease specialists, public health experts, and government officials to establish a rigorous program to prevent and mitigate the risk related to COVID-19, including a regularly tested protocol and stringent safety practices. Now, the dates for the playoffs. Like I said, they hope that the first round, or they confirmed, the first round will start up on Monday, August 17th, 2020. Conference semifinals will begin on August 31st, And the conference finals will begin on September 15th, with the NBA finals starting on September 30th. Now, it says how many games will each team in the 22-team field have played before the playoffs begin? Now, it varies by team. It says most of the teams will play either 72 or 73 games. If you are around, or if you listen to episode three with Austin Suckliff, I talked about what the, what the standings were at the current moment. Most teams, they were around game number 67, 60, 66, 67, or game number 68. Some of them even 64 or 65. That was the range that a majority of teams were in, which is a little over three quarters of the season done. I would say probably closer to about around higher than 75%, but a little lower than 80%. Now, it says that the Dallas Mavericks, they will play the most games. They played 67 games prior to when the season stopped, and they will play with 75. They will have 75 total games for the regular season while the Spurs and the Lakers will play the least with 71. So they were at 63. And people are also wondering how the playoff seating will work. It says that the seven teams in each conference with the best records. So that means the top seven teams. They will automatically clinch a playoff spot. And they will have their usual tiebreaker scenarios. And the eighth seed, funny enough, could come down to a play-in tournament just for that eighth seed, which that would be pretty cool, at least on the West Coast, or for the Western Conference. For the Eastern Conference, it 
it would just be the Orlando Magic against the Washington Wizards. Which, the Wizards, in my opinion, I'll get into it later with my predictions. The Wizards will be outmanned in that matchup. How will the play-in tournament work? Since I just mentioned it. If the team with the 8th best record in his conference is more than 4 games ahead of the team with the ninth best record in the same conference, no playing games, no playing tournament will be necessary. So, if you are a team in the 8th seed and you lead by more than 4 games, there will not be a playing tournament. You automatically get the 8th seed. Which, I think is smart. It is pretty smart. But, if you only lead by 4 games or fewer, there is a playing tournament to get that 8th seed. How will the playoff format be any different? It's going to be the same. The playoff tournament will be the same. Their their tournament is not super complex like how in the NHL it is. Which, speaking of the NHL, for a little side tangent, congratulations to Seattle, Washington. You have officially gotten your hockey team. That's right. The NHL has welcomed in their 32nd NHL team today, the Seattle Kraken. So congratulations. Hockey will finally be heading back to to the Pacific Northwest. Back into the NBA. The playoff format's going to be the same. Their playoff format is simple. 1 versus 8, 2 versus 7, 3 versus 6, 4 versus 5. Winner of 1 versus 8, 4 and 5 play each other, and you get the format from there. Winner of 2 versus 7 plays 3 versus 6. Winners play each other, and then champion plays the champion. Champion of... Say the Western Conference plays champion of the Eastern Conference. Winner of that is the NBA champion. So I'm glad that they didn't change it. I was a little confused as I believe a 13-year-old or a 14-year-old won the NHL. Decided to switch from that simple formatting to, oh, this team won their division and so did this team. However, this team finished higher in points. They're the number one seed and the other division champion is the two seed. And then the division second seed, team that finishes second in the division, plays the team that finishes third in the division. To me, that's that's very confusing. Just stick with one verse eight, two verse seven, three verse six, four verse five. I'll mention that again in part three. But back into part two. I'm super excited. It says, now the NBA draft lottery, that will take place on August 25th. There's 16 teams that make the playoffs. The 14 teams that don't make the NBA playoffs, they're automatically put into the lottery. So now the eight teams that did not make it to Orlando, which include the Minnesota Timberwolves, the Charlotte Hornets, the Golden State Warriors, the Chicago Bulls. Give me one second, guys. Because I will also pull up the NBA standings so that we can talk about this. It is the Chicago Bulls, the Charlotte Hornets. Chicago Bulls, Charlotte Hornets, New York Knicks, Detroit Pistons, Atlanta Hawks, Cleveland Cavaliers, Minnesota Timberwolves, and Golden State Warriors. Now, I know a lot of you are probably wondering, how did the Golden State Warriors go from being... In the NBA Finals last year, losing 
a really good series to the Toronto Raptors in six games to dead last in the West. Simple. Injuries, injuries, injuries. Klay Thompson injured, got injured in the NBA Finals. He was out the whole season. Steph Curry got injured early in the season. Was out for a majority of the season. And they had a couple notable departures. Biggest one being that they lost Kevin Durant when he went and signed with the Brooklyn Nets. So Steve Kerr, he had a really young roster. Really, yeah, that's the best way to describe it, honestly, is his roster was very young. He didn't have Steph Curry. He didn't have, I mean, he had Draymond Green for a little bit, but he didn't have his main guys like Clay Thompson, Clay Thompson and Steph Curry to kind of lead these young guys into being successful, if you got what I mean. I'm super, super stoked. However, I just think that 22 teams is a little too much, personally. I get it. You want to get, you want to make sure that every team has a shot to make the playoffs. I'm going to go over these NBA standings right now. There are some teams that don't even have, really, their playoff chances are 10% or less. So, let's look into the current NBA standings, and then I'll wrap up part two with my playoff predictions. Let's start on the Western Conference. Number one seed of the Los Angeles Lakers. Number two is the Los Angeles Clippers. Number three is the Denver Nuggets. Number four is the Utah Jazz. Number five is the Oklahoma City Thunder. Excuse me. Number six is the Houston Rockets. Number seven are the Dallas Mavericks. And number eight are the Memphis Grizzlies. If the play, if the season, if they did not decide to do the eight-game regular season, I had to reword that. I do apologize. They decided to not play the eight-game regular season and head right into the playoffs. Those would be the eight teams that make the playoffs. So the Clippers would play would play the Grizzlies. The, the Clippers would play the Mavericks. The Nuggets would play the Rockets. And the Jazz would play the Thunder. This is going to be interesting. Number nine in the Western Conference, the Portland Trailblazers. Number 10 is the New Orleans Pelicans. Number 11 are the Sacramento Kings. Number 12 are the San Antonio Spurs. And number 13 are the Phoenix Suns. Now, the top six teams in the West, they've basically already clinched the playoff berth. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens. In my opinion, the Dallas Mavericks should also be locked in for a playoff spot. They are only 11 games back of the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, they're not going to get the one seed. That's a given. In eight games, there's no possible way. The Grizzlies, they're probably not going to catch the Mavericks either. The Grizzlies are 18 games back. Are 18 games back of the Lakers for the one seed. So if you do simple math, 18 minus 11 means that they are seven games behind the Dallas Mavericks. 
that's going to be hard to catch up. They would basically have to go 8-0, and and the Dallas Mavericks would have to go 0-8. Which, knowing how talented Dallas is, or the Mavericks are, them going 0-8 is not likely. Now, there, there technically is a three-way tie for ninth. As the Trailblazers, Pelicans, and Kings are all three and a half games back of the Grizzlies. It's possible for them to catch up. Portland, they're going to be a man down as, I forgot to mention this, but also a lot of players have opted out of returning to play in Orlando. One of them being Portland's Trevor Reza. He wanted to opt out of going back to Orlando as he wanted to spend more time with his son. I respect the move. He wants to be a father before a player. I completely respect that. Those, but these three teams, the Trailblazers, Pelicans, and Kings, you could throw the Spurs in there too, as the Spurs are only a half game behind all three of those teams. So that means that they're four games back of the Grizzlies. They have the chance to make an, of possibly stealing that eight seed from them. Phoenix, on the other hand, they are six games back of Memphis. So, if they're six games back of Memphis, who are 18 games behind the Lakers for the one seed, they are 24 games behind the Lakers. They would basically need a miracle for them to get that eight seed, which is not very likely. Yes, Devin Booker is a good player, but... He's not going to be able to carry the team on his back by himself. I just I just really don't see the Suns making the playoffs. Their playoff chances are very, very, very slim. If I had to guess myself personally, out of all these teams who are going to make the playoffs, or who's going to get that 8 seed, I'm going to have to say that Memphis is probably going to remain the 8 seed. I know that some people are going to say, oh, you're only picking Memphis because of John Morant. No, that's not what I'm saying. I just think they are a better, well-balanced team than Portland, who lost Trevor Ariza. New Orleans, yes, Zion is a great player, but doesn't have a lot of supporting members. I mean, Lonzo Ball, he's not the greatest. Josh Hart, he does the best he can with what he's got. I honestly feel bad for Josh Hart for being involved in that trade to New Orleans for Anthony Davis. Sacramento Kings. Oh, man, Kings fans. It, that just must hurt. For a while, especially after you got cheated out of going to the NBA Finals back in the early, 2000, in the early 2000s, you guys kind of hit a slump and you weren't very good. Now, over the past few years, you've made it so close, yet so far away. Actually, that's a bad saying to use. The better saying to use is, they are so close, but no cigar. They always fall just short of reaching the playoffs at either the 9 seed or the 10 seed. Hopefully, they can turn it around. And maybe shock people and make the playoffs. The Spurs, they have it. 
the Spurs, they just have they've just gone down. They're not the same team that they were in the nineties and early two in yeah, in the nineties and the early two thousands with Coach Pop, where they won five championships. They're just not the same team. They have a lot of young guys. And I don't think that DeMar DeRozan can lead this team by himself. So that's my predictions for at least the Western Conference and who's going to make the playoffs. Now for, since I made my prediction and who's going to make the playoffs, here is my prediction for the Western Conference bracket. Let's look into the first matchup. The LA Lakers against the Memphis Grizzlies. I'm not going to... I'm not going to break it down into analytics. I'm sorry. But personally, I am going to go with the Lakers. I just think that AD, LeBron, and all of his other supporting goons over at over in Los Angeles, or with the Lakers, I should say, to sound a lot more professional, they're just going to be too much for John Morant. Yes, he's got a big guy in Valanchunas, which Valanchunas only came because of the Marcus Gasol trade last year from the Raptors. I just think the Lakers will move on. That being said, though, they're not going to sweep them or beat them in five games. The Grizzlies have a potential to push it to six. Two versus seven. This one's a tough one. The Clippers and the Mavericks. I mean, Kawhi and Paul George, they've proven they can make a really good team. And the Clippers, they won the 2019 offseason. Getting Kawhi Leonard to sign with them. Getting Paul George in a trade with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Those two assets were huge. Yes, Pat Beverly's still a hothead, but no one focuses on him trying to pick fights with everyone anymore. I am still going to pick the Clippers. Yes, I love Luka Doncic, and I love Jalen Brunson. I just think that the Clippers will win, but the Mavs will push that series to seven games. Number three versus number six, the Denver Nuggets against the Houston Rockets. For me, this will be my first upset pick, as I am picking the Houston Rockets to win this series in probably five games. Don't get me wrong. The Nuggets, they're a very good team. Jamal Murray's a very good player. Nikola Jokic is a very good player. I just think that Harden and Westbrook are going to be too much. So I'm advancing the Houston Rockets. And finally, the four versus five matchup, the Utah Jazz and the Oklahoma City Thunder. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you guys. I'm ve- I was very surprised this year with the Oklahoma City Thunder. I thought, especially knowing after Russell Westbrook left for Houston and Paul George was traded to the Clippers, I thought this team was going to be in the gutter. Somehow, Billy Donovan, if he's still the coach, has made them still a, a consistent playoff team. And I give him props for that. That being said, I am picking the Utah Jazz in six games. One versus four, the Los Angeles Lakers against the Utah Jazz. I will be picking the Lakers to beat them in five games. 
Two versus six. The Los Angeles Clippers against the Houston Rockets. Oh, boy. That one's going to be very hard. You know what? I'm still going to keep the Cinderella story alive in my predictions, and I will be picking the Houston Rockets to upset the Los Angeles Clippers. I know, very bold, but I am picking the Houston Rockets to upset the Los Angeles Clippers in seven games to meet up with LeBron and AD and the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals, where their Cinderella story falls just short as they lose a heartbreaking seven-game series to the Los Angeles Lakers. There you have it, folks. My Western Conference champion will be the Los Angeles Lakers. I don't think there's really going to be any seeding changes. I went off of what that technically the current standings were. As I mean, there could be teams that switch seeds. I just don't see a lot of them switching. I mean, I could see the Rockets jump the Jazz, maybe even jump the Nuggets to get three, but I'm going to go off the current format. Moving on into the Eastern Conference. The top six teams have already basically clinched the playoff berth. Those teams being the Milwaukee Bucks, Toronto Raptors, Boston Celtics, Miami Heat, Indiana Pacers, and my beloved Philadelphia 76ers. The Brooklyn Nets, they're close to clinching a playoff spot. And so are the Orlando Magic. It's going to be... And the only other team that was invited was the Orlando... Was the Washington Wizards. Pardon me. The Washington Wizards. For the Eastern Conference... I'm going to say that it's probably going to be the same eight teams. It's going to be very hard for the Wizards to catch up with the Magic. They are five and a half games back of the Magic for that eight spot. And they're six games back of the Nets for the seven. I think the Nets will clinch the, well, the Nets or the Magic will clinch that seventh seed with ease and the eighth seed as well. And especially knowing that Washington, I just don't think that Washington will do well as another notable player to opt out of this 2020 continuation was Bradley Beal. And that's going to hurt them beyond belief. It's going to hurt them. It's going to come back and bite them and bite them hard in the butt. They will not. They won't even make a play-in tournament game. On the Western Conference, there's potential for a play-in tournament. Not in the Eastern Conference. So let's take a look into these matchups. Just like on the Western Conference, there could be some shifts and changes as the Sixers could possibly even jump the Heat as we're only two games back of the Heat and we are technically tied with the Indiana Pacers. But... I just think that the seedings will probably stay the same, knowing my Philadelphia 76ers. Oh, boy, if we don't get rid of Brett Brown soon, I don't know what we're going to do. So, 
looking into the playoffs, I have the number one seed, Milwaukee Bucks, taking on the number eight seed, hometown Orlando Magic. This pick, to me, is very easy. The Milwaukee Bucks will win this series in five games. They might even sweep them. I believe that five games is a gentleman's sweep. So, I'd say Orlando somehow gets a game out of them, but Milwaukee wins the series. Number two versus number seven, the Toronto Raptors versus the Brooklyn Nets. You would have thought with the Raptors that losing Kawhi after he was already shocked to be in Toronto in 2019 after it was a blockbuster trade when he was traded to Toronto from the Spurs in exchange for DeMar DeRozan. Kyle Lowry didn't know how to feel about that. He was very adamant about that as he always, he looks up, he respects DeMar DeRozan as his teammate. And he had been DeMar DeRozan's teammate for a while. So he felt like he did not want to lose one of his, one of his probably best friends in the league. That being said, he won a championship. He finally won a championship, and he won it with Kawhi Leonard. But then Kawhi Leonard decided not to re-sign with the Toronto Raptors and decided to head for Beverly Hills. Well, not Beverly Hills per se, but decided to head for the Hills and head to Los Angeles. But back to what I was saying, you would have thought that losing Kawhi Leonard would be detrimental to the Raptors. And the Raptors said nay to that as Pascal Siakam really stepped up in a prime position to take over the leadership role, especially knowing that Kyle Lowry is getting up there in age. Him and Fred Van Vliet are really stepping up. So I had the Raptors absolutely destroying the Nets. Kyrie's not playing. He's actually getting his his season-ending surgery. I apologize if I stutter a lot in this podcast. This will be my first solo episode, so I am a little bit nervous. I'm not going to lie to you guys. He got his season-ending surgery, so he opted out of playing. KD could have returned to play, possibly, but he denied the request as well. Raptors move on in five games. Number three versus number six. The Boston Celtics against the Philadelphia 76ers. This might sound like a bias, but I am going to pick the Sixers. I just think, yes, Brad Stevens is a great coach. And yes, he's better than the Boston bum that we have as a head coach of Brett Brown. But when you look at it, the Celtics, they don't really have any big men. Their big man from last year, Al Horford, left and then signed with us in the offseason. Has Al Horford performed to the level that we expected him to? No. No, we have not. But it's still some support for JoJo, or Joel Embiid, but some people call him JoJo. I call him JoJo as well. Some support for JoJo. I mean... I just think the Sixers were a better talented team than the Boston Celtics. That will probably spark some controversy for some of you viewers. Oh, you're saying that Joel Embiid and 
Ben Simmons and Josh Richardson, they're better than Jason Tatum. Collectively, yes, they are. Jason Tatum, I mean, look at last year. They made so many moves in the offseason last year. I mean, they had Terry Rozier. Now he's in Charlotte, and they brought in Kemba Walker. And we see what Kemba has done. He has not really lived up to expectations. Al Horford left for the Sixers. Boston, they're not as good as they once were. So I have the Sixers winning this series in six games. And finally, number four versus number five, Miami Heat against the Indiana Pacers. This is a tough series. The four or five matchups, they're always the toughest ones to pick. But that being said, I think Bam, Tyler Hero, and everyone else in the Miami Heat will be too much for the Indiana Pacers. So I'm picking the Miami Heat. So now one versus four, the Milwaukee Bucks versus the Miami Heat. I will be picking the Milwaukee Bucks. I think if Milwaukee still had Malcolm Brogdon, I believe it's Malcolm Brogdon. It's either Malcolm Brogdon or Chris Middleton that left for Indiana in the offseason. If you had both of those guys, this would be an absolute domination of a series. However, I think with a lot of these young guys that Miami has, they'll be able to push six games. And number two versus number six. Toronto Raptors against the Philadelphia 76ers. For the Sixers, this would be a revenge series. You all know what happened last year. The inbounds play. Joel Embiid ran into Ben Simmons and let Kawhi Leonard have a wide open shot at the buzzer in regulation in Game 7. And the shot was going around the rim, around the rim, and in. It looked like any 80, any basketball movie that was made in the 1980s, early 1990s, and the 2000s. Where it's completely slow-mo, and you see the ball hit the backboard, hit the net, hit the backboard, and go in. It looked like that. It was a very dramatic shot and dramatic moment. And unfortunately, we came up on the wrong end of it. As we were the losers and not the winners of that series. I love my Sixers to death. But I'm also logical. And I think I'm going to pick the Toronto Raptors. We have, we have the players to win an NBA championship. It's just our coaching is not that good. We need to get rid of the Boston bum, Mr. Brett Brown. You've had your chance to prove yourself. I'm very thankful that you brought us into the playoffs when you took over from us being in the gutter. And you slowly built this team up by drafting. I, I don't know if you drafted Joel Embiid or not, but drafting Ben Simmons. You built this team up to us having a really good and really talented squad. But he's not cutting it as a coach. We've lost too many crucial games where you need to go. Unfortunately, Mr. Brown. So, my Eastern Conference Finals, 
will be the Milwaukee Bucks against the Toronto Raptors. I think the Bucks they get their revenge from last year. They're not going to win the first two games and then have the Raptors win four straight to head into the NBA Finals. I will be picking the Milwaukee Bucks to head to the NBA Finals. So with that being said, my 2019-2020 NBA Finals will be the Milwaukee Bucks against the Los Angeles Lakers. I know everyone's probably going to say, oh, you're so unoriginal. You just picked the one seeds because of just picked the one seeds because of the one seeds. I did not pick them just because they're one seed. I picked them because of their talent. How talented and well-rounded they are as a team. How good coaches, how good their coaches are. That's why I picked them. Now, for LeBron, this would be, I believe, his 10th final appearance in the last 11 seasons. 2018-2019 season, when the Lakers absolutely choked, heading into, I believe, late February, early March, and they struggled and they did not make the playoffs. That was the first time that LeBron did not make the playoffs since the 2010-2011, or I believe the 2010 NBA Finals between the Los Angeles Lakers and the Boston Celtics. Since then... LeBron has made every single NBA Finals. He made it when the, when the Heat played the Mavericks, when the Heat played the Thunder, when the Heat played the Spurs two years in a row, and then played four straight times against the Golden State Warriors. Okay, so my math was off a little bit. This will be his ninth Finals appearance in the last decade. That is an amazing stat. But... Unfortunately, he's three and six in these in these NBA Finals, or just three and six in general in his NBA Finals appearances. Yes, when you include a couple of the Cleveland appearances, especially the one from two thousand seven, he didn't have the greatest team around him. But when you look at the Miami Heat era when he was in Miami. He stated on his media day, they're not going to win not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven. You won only two NBA finals with the Miami Heat. And then you jump ship to come back to Cleveland. And you finally won Cleveland a championship. But you, quote unquote, did not live up to your promise. In Miami. Now, for the Greek freak, everyone's going to probably have their doubts, and the Lakers would most likely be favored in these finals. As the Greek freak, this would be his first NBA finals. So everyone would see will he lead his team to victory or will he fold under pressure? So, my 2020 NBA finals champions are the Milwaukee Bucks. I know that's probably a shocker to most viewers here. I just think that the Greek freak will finally be able to win himself an NBA championship. The Lakers will win a championship eventually with LeBron James and with Anthony Davis. I just do not think that they will win it in the first year. I think that the Greek freak 
and the Milwaukee Bucks will be celebrating an NBA title in 2020. That is going to wrap it up for part two, episode seven of Broad Sports. I had a lot of fun talking about this topic. Join me back again tomorrow as I will be releasing the third and final part of episode number seven, the NHL Return to Play Plan. So, for the end of part two, this is your host, Kevin Cohn, signing off.